Welcome back to another session with Meet We Pass. Last week was a mind-blowing session, and I believe you were all blessed by the explanation of the Trinity last week. We are here again with Pastor Adesha Shonfuye, the set man of Treasure House of God, Abeokuta, Nigeria. Sir, thank you again for gracing us with your presence. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> last week was a mind-blowing session, and thank you for explaining the Trinity, the, mini the mystery behind the Trinity. Um, I would like to ask you some more questions. The first one being that, what are the scriptures exactly that back up the Trinity? Okay. Thank you very much. Before I begin to give scriptures that really back up the Trinity, let me quickly emphasize that our Lord God is one. And that is the first scripture that I will want us to examine. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. And Jesus answered him. And Jesus answered him. The first of all the commandments is. The first of all the commandments that God is. Hear, O Israel. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. The Lord our God is one Lord. That is important. I must emphasize that Christian is not worshipping three gods. It's one God. That scripture should be the foundation of our faith. I believe, in actual fact, if you worship any other God, you are in trouble with God. God is a jealous God. You must understand that. But we have other scriptures that give us a strong backup for this doctrine of Trinity. Let me show you what happened at the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ at River Jordan. Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 and 17. And Jesus, when he was baptized, yes, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Straightway out of the water. And lo, and lo, the heavens were open unto him. The heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. He saw the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Jesus was here. The Spirit of God. All of us know that any particular object or matter without its Spirit is dead. So the Spirit of God descending like a dove. So the Spirit of God is a personality of his own. Now, let us assume God is in heaven. Over there. The heaven, the spiritual realm, we don't know. God is there. But the spirit descending like a dove. His spirit. So, if we want to think carnally, like human being, for the spirit of God to have left God in heaven and begin to descend on Christ, that means... The God that we call God is, is dead. Is that not so? Yes. What? That is not the truth. That is not the, that is not the matter. His spirit was coming. Descending. Have a bodily form. Just form. I told you God is everything about God is image. Bodily form like a dove. He decided he could have become another thing. But that of dove is the, the, the bird without bitterness, no girl. Mm. No bitterness. Love. 
the symbol of love that the Spirit was coming upon Jesus. So at that particular place, we have God, the Son, being baptized. The Spirit of God was coming. The fact that it can move shows that he has personality. He has the Spirit. So the Spirit of God was coming. Then the third one. And lightning upon him. Yes. And lo, a voice from heaven saying. A what? Voice from heaven. Heaven. Saying. Not that voice was not the voice of the Holy Spirit. That was the voice. You will now identify the voice. Whose voice is that? Read it. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. That means his father's voice. <laughs> father's voice, father's spirit, father's son. Father's voice, father's spirit, father's son. So in that particular place, it is established the three persons and personality of God. We heard his voice, they saw the spirits, they saw the son. So that scripture really established the doctrine of Trinity. There's no doubt about that, unless you do not believe the scripture. Unless you do not actually believe the scripture. Look at the book of Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. Jesus came and told his disciples. Jesus came and told his disciples. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Yes. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Go and make disciples of all the nations. Yes. Baptizing them in the name of Baptizing the Father. Baptizing them in the name of, of the Father. The Father and the Son, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. That's Jesus himself. Jesus himself. He did not say uh, uh, baptizing, baptizing them in the name of God. Do you understand it now? The Son he was making reference to was himself. The Holy Spirit he was making reference to was the one that would be inside of them, even though he has been there from Genesis. But they, will now, they, they are now introducing Holy Spirit after his departure to come do the work of perfection of salvation. Do you understand it now? The Holy Spirit that they have been, that has always been, was introducing God. But the one that Christ, which is the same Holy Spirit, he said, the one that will come after me, he will, he will teach all truth. He will make you to know things. Do you understand it now? He will make you to know things. That is the Holy Spirit. That the one not will be upon you, but the one that will be inside of you. Because with the negative intervention of devil in the garden of Eden, the spirit of man has been polluted. The spirit of man has been polluted. So we have to introduce the Holy Spirit now to perfect the work of redemption.
you understand this now? That's why he said something in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Paul was saying something in that place that will make us to understand this particular doctrine. He said, Yes. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead the lives in you. Of God who raised Jesus from, from the, the dead. dead lives in you. Lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, yes, he will give life to your mortal bodies. Yes. By this same spirit living within you. The same spirit living within you will give you strength to your mortal body. That means, look, the spirit of God in salvation will perfect the work of redemption. So much so that after your I've left this world after your death. The, the, the spirit in a passive form will become active when the trumpet sound and lift you up to meet Christ. Because it is the same spirit that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave. So if you don't have that spirit and you don't have access to that spirit, until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's why I said, look, immediately you begin to go around the world, tell the disciples, baptize them. Immerse them. Let them understand the purpose in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Why did he say that? You will get the answer in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace, when we are doing benediction, that is so clear. The grace, so in salvation, in redemption, in everything that makes us to become like God, particulars of God, it is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the love of God. And the love of God. What is the love of God? It is the love of God that brought the grace of Christ to us. Because he said, for God so loved the world. It was the intensity of the love that made God to release Jesus Christ. So the whole personality of God is love. That's what Paul said, if I speak like angel, if I do all kinds of things, if I do of faith, hope, and love, the greatest is love. Love, the agape love. For God so loved the world. That is why in the book of Psalm 8, David was beginning to say, look, what is it that you have seen in man? That you always pursue man. That you also look for man. You created him a little lower than God. Elohim. And it's also small. Why, is it, why are you looking for him? Of what significance is man? Because man is crowned with glory and honor. God cannot allow his honor glory to be destroyed. And the communion of the Holy Ghost. And the communion of the Holy Ghost. Be with you all. Amen. Be with, that is the fellowship. That is the power by which you will live throughout your life. In Romans chapter 8 verse 14, it said, As many as are led by the spirits of God, they are the sons of God. So, they, your living pattern to be in conformity to the will of God, to add fragrance to your life, and to make sure you please God, the Holy Spirit must be your guardian. 
So we have those scriptures to back up the doctrine of Trinity. Thank you so much, sir. Ever so accurate. Um, I'd like to ask another question. Okay. What is the role of Trinity in salvation? You know, I was asking you when we were together, when we were talking about this topic that, you know, like you said in the last episode that, oh, I used to be confused about who to pray to. Who am I? There was actually a time I was confused. What am I praying to? Okay, I know I pray in Jesus' name. Okay, what if I say, oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Am I blaspheming? Or, oh, Lord Holy Spirit, am I blaspheming? Am I, what am I doing? What am I exactly doing? What is the part, what is the role, the role of the Trinity in, in salvation and the and I'd like you to chip in if there's still time how to structure the prayer you know what what I don't know if you understand me how to structure our prayers respecting um, the Trinity okay <laughs> respecting the Trinity respecting the Trinity <laughs> structure prayer. you have told that you should pray it in the name of Jesus Christ you get everything from the Father by praying in the name. You don't pray for Christ's sake. Some people immediately when they pray, you know, I've had people when they say, uh, and when they pray, I say, for Christ's sake. You are not praying for Christ's sake. It's for your sake. The scripture did not say, say for Christ's sake. You are praying in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it is wrong to say for Christ's sake. And when anybody prays, yeah, uh, we pray for Christ's sake, our Lord. Amen. There is nothing like that in the scripture. Don't pray for Christ's sake. You pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I always like Jesus Christ because you distinguish that Christ from all other four Christ, all other four Jesus in the Bible. So when I say Jesus Christ, I say it is Yeshua Amashiach, the Jesus Christ, my Redeemer, my Savior. Jesus Christ that is an, Jesus that is anointed. The Christ is the anointed one. So I will make it clear so that the devil will not cheat me. The Jesus that I'm talking about, the Jesus through whom I'm praying, is Jesus Christ. My Savior. Do you understand that now? So, and when you pray like that, it becomes open. It becomes the name that open door that access, give you access to God, your lover. You know, God represents Father, your lover. Look at the father of the prodigal son, lover. That father did not even consider the sin. Just, hey, my son, that's just lover. God loves. And it is only through Jesus Christ that we can access the dimension of God's love. Unless we cannot. That's why some people believe that they can never be son of God. They think this is false humility to say, I am a slave of God forever. Actually, when you become son, you become a soldier and you work for him. Do you understand it now? That is another dimension. But it must come on the platform of love. Not of pantom of humility, say, I have to, I am slave forever. No, God, the, the dimension is beyond our imagination. It's not religion. He loves us to be sons. We are all adopted children of God. We are not biological. We are adopted children of God. And the process is through Jesus Christ. So because some people can begin to ask you, if you are the son of God, if you are surely the son of God, who is your mother? If God is father, 
You don't think biology. That's why I tell you that in this particular instance, you must be spiritually inclined. You are. You must be thoroughly bred. You you think you think spiritually. You are not. The mind is not carnal to receive that. It's just the love between father and son is just given the highest form of relationship through which you can express love. The love between father and son is so much that there is no other love that is greater than that. And that is agape love. So when you pray now, in Jesus Christ's name, you are accessing father who by his love grants your requests according to his will. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So and it's the Holy Spirit that will make you to know the will of God in a particular situation. So you find three of them working at the same time for your benefits. For your benefits. So it is the same rule in salvation. Let us look at a particular scripture. I want you to understand that, you see, Christ was not the one who said, I am the son of God. I am, I am. You, you, you will see a particular scripture and you will understand it now. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. That is Jesus Christ. Being the brightness of God's glory. Yes. And the express image of his person. The express image of personality of God. The express image. And we, we, are, we have not seen God before. Nobody, even Moses who tried it, he saw another, he saw image. The day of the sun is now, he saw image. Jesus Christ is God personified, but came to us in a humble way of, as a son. So, two of the angels did God said yes. Said he at any time, uh -huh. thou art my son. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Yes. And again, I will be to him a father. I will be to him. He's God himself. And God himself is proud to say Jesus Christ is my... Remember at the baptism at Jordan. He said this himself. So whose report will you believe? If God said, I am father to Jesus Christ, would you want to kill him for that? No! Because everything operates on belief. Yes? And he shall be to me a son. He shall be to me a son. You can see the Trinity working perfectly in that. You can see the work, the work of the father in that place, the work of the son in that place. Okay, what is that of... Uh, Holy Spirit. Let us see the work of the Holy Spirit in salvation. John chapter 16, verses 7 to 8. New Living Translation. The work of the Holy Spirit in salvation. Yes. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. It is best for you. That's the Lord Jesus Christ saying, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, but if, because if I don't, the advocate will not come. The Holy Spirit is the one called advocate. Advocate big time, attorney. The one that can stand and defend you anywhere. What, what is going to do that work? You read on, you see it now, yes? If I do go away, yes, then I will send him to you. I will send him to you. 
And when he comes, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sins. He will do what? Convict. Convict the world of its sins. The world, wait. It will, everything can be, you can begin to think everything is fine, there is no problem, there is no sin, you can begin to live. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will tell you everything is not right. Do you understand now? It will convict us. Everything is not right. You look at today now. People don't call sin, sin. Mm. They don't call it sin. They have different names. It is normalized. Normalized. They will say alternative life. Mm. Uh, they will say... They will say it's healthy. It's healthy. It's medically healthy. It's medically healthy. Whereas it's against... It's health. against the way of God. <laughs> they will say the fornication. They will say all those... No, it's not. It is the Holy Spirit that convinces you. What I am doing is not right. Mm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. He will convict the world of his sins and of God's righteousness. And that God is righteous. We are not righteous. God is righteous. And of the coming judgment. And to make us understand that for which one you choose? Conviction of sin, the righteousness of God, which one? And the righteousness of God is Jesus Christ. Do you understand? The righteousness of God is Jesus Christ. Look at what the Holy Spirit will come and do. Jesus Christ said, when I go, I will tell him to come. Noting that three of them equal, no no servant-son relationship. Do you understand it now? He will come. Look at the work he will do. Number one, he will make you to understand that you are a sinner. Number two, he will make you to understand God's righteousness. God's righteousness is a personality. It's not action. Wow. God's righteousness is a personality. God's righteousness is God's nature. God cannot be anything less than be righteous. And the personality of the righteousness of God is Jesus Christ. So when you accept Jesus Christ, you accept God's righteousness. Because your nature cannot be righteous. That nature was bastardized at the Garden of Eden. So it cannot be righteous. Every action of human being is not right, is not good. That's why I said all our righteousness, they are like filthy rag. So the work that man needs to do is not the work of righteousness to be right. It's the work to believe and accept what God has done to place righteousness on us. That's why the issue of accepting Christ is not a matter of religion. Go and do any religion you want, but accept Christ accept the righteousness of God so that you will not come to judgment. God, when you appear at the judgment, you will not ask, you are a fornicator, you are a liar. No, 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 no. The thing is, have you accepted the personality of God's righteousness that have changed your nature that make you to be whole? That will qualify you for heaven. Because if God is showing signs of sin, nobody can stand. All for all men have come short glory, have come short of glory of God. That's why we are talking that it's not religion that we are talking. It's not that my religion come to my religion, go away from my religion. No, that is what, what that's not what we are saying. Things about Christianity is about receiving Christ, the righteousness of God, so that on the day of judgment you are saved. So that then the evidence of the righteousness of God in you will now begin to manifest. That will be the work of the Holy Spirit. 
You just find it difficult to lie. You just find it difficult to fornicate. You just find it difficult to steal. You just find it difficult to... It is not... Don't stop. When you are addressing those things, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not. There is nobody that can comply with that law. It's not possible. You are addressing a personality that is, in, that is not capable to fulfill that law. That is why the law did not do anything for the people of the Old Testament. That's why they continually slaughter ram for remission of sins every year to cover the sin because it does not change their nature. It's just to cover it so that they can have space that God will minister to them because God does not like sin. So it's just to cover it. But in Christ Jesus, his death is to remove everything. He removed every, remove every sin and make us whole and present us whole before God. That's why the Holy Spirit is called advocates. He will advocate on your behalf. He will plead your case that you are righteous. Why are you righteous? Because you have taken on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The person that are ruling you. That's why you are righteous. By my nature, I am not righteous. Because the nature that was created has been bastardized by Lucifer in the Garden of Eden. But the nature of the last Adam is right and good. That is the nature that I'm carrying. That's what makes me to be righteous. That is my case. I plead my case and I'm, I'm, I'm righteous. So that is the work of God the Father. Love gave us Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave us himself in sacrifice. And Holy Spirit convinced us that we are sinners. We should take up the righteousness of God and we are saved. No wonder the scripture says those who are led by the Spirit Spirit of of God and are are the sons of God. And it also says that walk by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much, sir, for that explicit and precise explanation. I'm pretty sure you have been blessed by this episode again and I would like you to you know yield your life to Jesus Christ because that's the only way you can get to heaven and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Thank you so much for joining us. Please do not forget to subscribe to get more of these messages that will edify your spirit and blow your mind. Thank you so much. My name is Emisio Lua from Treasure House of God, Ogun State. Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. Before we close, we want to invite you to make the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of your life if you are not yet born again. If you want to make that decision today, I want you to say this simple prayer. Pray with me. Say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you today as a sinner with the nature of Adam, I am by nature a sinful man, not by action. I want a new nature, a nature of Jesus Christ, by which I'll be able to function and have all our success. To that extent, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. From today, I receive the Spirit of Christ into my spirit to rule my life so that I can function as a good husband, as a good son to my parents, as a good wife, as a good daughter to my parents, and as a good parent 
to my children. Thank you, Father, for this privilege. In Jesus Christ's name, I have prayed. Amen. With that prayer, you have come into the family of God. You are welcome into the family of God. I counsel you to locate a good living church with the word of God to attend, whereby you grow therefrom. Thank you and God bless. For staying tuned, hope to see you in our next service. God bless you. We treasure you powerfully. powerfully.